You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back to the 750. I am your O, RJ Ochoa. He is your 75, two time Super Bowl champion, college football Hall of Famer, the one, the only, likely the one who carved the turkey last week, Tony Casillas. TC, what up? You know, I'm doing tremendous, RJ. Uh, it was a tremendous Thanksgiving. I hope uh, yours was also. Uh, I, 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 I can't take any props for the turkey because I actually ordered this one the second year in a row. It was a smoked turkey, by the way. Okay. I, I will recommend this to you, brother. If you ever chance, I don't know if you've ever smoked a turkey or ever eaten one, but you'll be hooked on it. So, uh, you know what? I can say that here's what I did. I did buy it where it wasn't deboned so I could actually carve it where it looked, you know, had this, the effects of it. But man, yeah. I tell you what, I am still working on it, brother. The fact, in, in fact, it was so good. We had, to order, we had to order two of them because we didn't have leftovers last year. So we thought we got to have some leftovers. Right on. Well, um, it looked like you had a good time based on your Instagram. I saw there was a there was a Casillas person in the household rocking the seven five jersey. It didn't look like it was you. So uh, respect on on letting that kind of you know hang around and and pass around through multiple generations. <laughs> yeah, um, that was my son. I, I he uh, you know he came back from uh, from from school for a week and uh, he. He's a big CD Lamb fan. You know, obviously goes to Oklahoma Jet, and I left it there. So he had to go with the old man, the old seventy-five. Of you know, thought he'd kind of change, uh, you know, the the whole karma thing, but obviously it didn't work. But I, I saw some uh, pictures that you posted. It looked like you and your family had a a great time. Um, I don't know about you, but did you watch the challenge with Phil Mickelson and and uh, Charles Charles Barkley and Peyton Manning and Steph Curry? Because man, I thought it was tremendous. Yeah, I did. Um, so that was obviously last Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. Um, the day after a Cowboys game for me is obviously very busy, just, you know, getting stuff up for the side. And, you know, for YouTube, by the way, make sure to subscribe to the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel. We've got podcasts, as you know, Tony Blog and the Boys is never stopping. But uh, so I did have it on while doing a lot of work. I enjoyed it. Um, I will say this. This was the third edition of the match. Uh, Phil Mickelson's obviously been involved in all three and I could do without the like the constant like trying to trying to talk about how much you're gambling like because it, it, it feels a little forced to me if that if those conversations were a little bit more natural I would be fine with it ultimately it's awesome that they raise so much money for HBCUs and they've raised so much money for charity and things like that and all these things they've done I do like the franchise and and I hope it continues I hope Justin Thomas gets to be a part of it. Obviously, Charles Barkley was a lot of fun. My favorite one to date was the the second one that we got with Peyton and Tom Brady a few months ago. Man, I'm gonna have to disagree. I thought the whole oh master, wow. Well, first of all, Charles Barkley. I was looking to laugh for four hours because that's the a, whole, if if that's what you wanted, then I could totally yeah, say. Yeah, because he and Phil. I don't I don't know how much how much he forces it, but 
this whole Zen master, you know, calm your thoughts sure. and take a deep breath. I mean, it worked. I, we did not see, you know, Charles had to hit some bad shots, but that unorthodox, you know, nervous, central nervous right. swing where he hitches and everything. He didn't, we didn't see that. And, uh, you know, I like Phil. I mean, he's, he seems to me, he's pretty authentic and genuine, genuine. And, and I just like it. I, I thought that it was a hell of a format and, uh, I, I will. I will add this also. I did watch the the Tyson, uh, Mike Tyson, and the Roy Jones Jr. and the Jake Paul. The you know him just uh, Nate just Robinson, Nate Robinson, and just kill him in so many ways. Social media and everything. I felt so sorry for the dude. But I did watch that also. That would be that was Saturday night. Uh, for some reason, my son was able to you know get the fight. I'm not going to say anything. But uh, we were able to uh, to pull it up. But man, that right there, Snoop Dogg, oh my gosh. I don't know if you were able to, I'm, I'm sure you saw some of the things on social media, but Snoop Dogg, man, he nailed it, brother. I mean, it was the unconventional way to broadcast, uh, you know, pot smoking, just some of the things that he said during, I mean, you know, to me, besides uh, Nate Robinson getting just, as I mentioned, killed, I thought the Tyson, Roy Jones Jr. was right. pretty entertaining, man. Overall, I agree that both of these things that we're talking about, the match and the fight, were very entertaining. And, and I will admit, like I said, the day after a Cowboys game, I'm I'm doing a lot. So when I was watching the match, I wanted a different thing. I was in it. That was that's my bad. I was in a yeah. mood. But they were both really entertaining products, and they were both really great. Like thanksgiving weekend sports right because because like thanksgiving weekend is is meant to be like you know weirder and generally obviously not this year you've got a lot of family around and so it's like a fun thing mm -hmm. so yeah. they, they were fun things that you could kind of gather around and, and enjoy on social media so in that respect i agree uh fun fact i was at the slam dunk contest in 2006 that nate robinson won when he jumped over spud webb so that was really cool um, well nate robinson but, had no business being in the ring with it was Jake bad Paul. it was horrible i mean the guy almost died but anyway it was uh you know it was entertaining as you mentioned you kind of look it's kind of the leftovers of thanksgiving weekend and i thought it kind of got us through the weekend uh, especially after this whole performance by the cowboys and just the whole week of just the 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 things that happened it was just uh wasn't a good week for the dallas cowboy nation Right. So, um, so actually, Tony, we were last week at this time that you and I are recording, uh, we were getting ready to record because we record on Tuesdays for the 750. We're the Tuesday show on the feed. Um, and as we were talking, uh, it was reported that the Cowboys who were on a short week, obviously playing on Thanksgiving, were canceling practice, canceled Mike McCarthy's media availability, canceled the players media availability because of a non COVID medical emergency. We would come to learn uh, that Dallas Cowboys trained the conditioning coordinator Marcus Paul had the medical emergency passed away a terrible tragedy the young age of 54 um and I mean well I'll, I'll, first Tony I, I I know you you run in NFL circles obviously mm -hmm. you know and, and have likely had some conversations I mean um everything that I've heard Marcus Paul touched so many people and was an incredible individual but I know that that's a message that other people have echoed to you as well yeah I think uh, you know he's been in the National Football League had Five Super Bowl rings, three years with the uh, New England Patriots, and two years with the uh, the Giants. And I think that he had such a great reputation. And you mentioned he's 54 years young. I mean, that's not old, especially when you uh, you know get in your 50s and tremendous shape. And um, you know, those things are really hard to overcome emotional, RJ, especially when something like that, especially after coming off a huge just an right. emotional win versus the uh, the Vikings, and the next day. 
uh, it's just really was this horrible news. And I think it's just kind of hard to, you know, put it out of your minds, but you know, as professionals and, you know, you, you know, you're human beings. I don't care what walks of right. life, you know, whatever you, you do for a living. Uh, I think sometimes we get a desensitized with, with athletes not feeling emotion, but yeah, I mean, it's just, you spend so much time with the, the strength and conditioning coach. I mean, there's so many stories about guys saying, well, he was a guy that, that really motivated me and believed in me, you know, I was in the weight room and, you know, we spent a lot of time together and really that's your foundation, your core. So besides your, you know, your, your head, your offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, your defensive line coach, whatever group that you're, you're, you're affiliated with is a, on a team. That's the guy you spend the majority of your time with because he mm -hmm. kind of lay out, lands the, lays the foundation for your future, especially for younger guys that really just come in the league and try to work on different things. And man, it was just a, a tragedy to hear uh, the news of him passing away. To your point, um, you know, when, when the hall of fame ceremony comes around every year uh, and we hear the enshrinement speeches from guys, they, they thank their strength and conditioning coordinators because you're right. I mean, they, those, those are the people that design your plans and, and push you and, and help you kind of become the athlete and, and the NFL player that you do. And so um, it, it was, you know, a lot has happened since you and I last spoke, obviously. Um, and so it's, it's hard to transition into football um, after talking about that. And, and I think that that was something that we saw from the Cowboys that they were on a short week as it was. Um, and, and you're right. The, you know, the, the win against Minnesota was so needed. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And, and so to, to finally kind of get your head above water and, and get, mm -hmm. you know, last Monday, get this breath of, okay, this season has life to Tuesday just I mean have a tragedy happen like that and then you know have to play a game while you know everybody's individually you know handling Thanksgiving um, in socially distanced ways or maybe not having Thanksgiving whatever the case may be um, a lot to process and I, again I don't, I don't want to you know use this as something that that is part of football but obviously the Cowboys played a football game they lost very handily. I think it's very obvious that they had a lot on their minds. I thought, um, I'm curious for your take on this, Tony. I didn't see a lot of people talk about this, but when Mike McCarthy spoke with the media last Friday, again, we're talking on Tuesday, uh, the first day mm -hmm. of December, he said that he did not know how the Cowboys were going to play. And a lot of people kind of at, th at this point, you know how it is. A lot of people, you know, are pissed off and, and make fun of McCarthy for whatever. I really appreciated that because that, and I don't mean this in a negative way about Jason Garrett, but that is something we never would have heard from Jason Garrett before. Um, that I thought that was Mike McCarthy just just being honest, right? Like saying, "Look, man, we, we were dealing with something that just was so horrible. I didn't know what it was going to be like." And I really respect Mike McCarthy for that level of transparency. Yeah, I think that he kind of felt the same emotion, and I think that trickles down to your your football team and just those guys in that room and. I mean, you spend so much time together. That's your family. And, you know, when you lose a family member, then you, you know, you're, you react to it. Emotionally, it's hard to just, you know, just not feel, have feelings. And I think so many times people, you know, they expect this expectation to you not to, to be bulletproof, that you're not supposed to have, a, you know, those type of feelings because you're right. just macho, you know, you're playing a macho sport. You're not supposed to have emotion. So I think that it was a valid, authentic point that he made because that was probably what he was feeling. Um, I mean, I've been on teams before where we've, I've lost a, a team member and, 
it, it's trust me, it's difficult. But I think you got to use that kind of as a rallying cry, if you will, to try to band together and just really just stick together and, and just kind of grieve, you know, together and play together. And uh, I don't think it's, uh, I guess you could use it as an emotional excuse why you wouldn't be up. Um, but I think we all know there's a little bit more, not to be insensitive to what happened, but I think there's a lot more underlying things with the Cowboys when it comes to performance sure. that we saw on that day. I think for me, it probably would have worked. It, it been, it's it probably is something like that's going to happen, if that makes sense, uh, to get the short week where you don't have to process it and really just really think about it. And it's like anything when you lose a, a, someone that you love and your family, you know, you're busy, you know, you're thinking about other things. And when you sit around and you think about it, then you're like, okay, it's really starting to hurt. It's kind of like the way the Cowboys uh, being able to process it. So, you know, as we saw on Thanksgiving Day, uh, some of this, the, th- the ugly things reared its ugly head that we've seen before. Uh, just got, you know, we'll get into it, but just uh, just got outcoached and outplayed. Uh, that's pretty simple. Yeah, I mean, um, you're right. It, it, underneath everything, when you get to the football of it all, the Cowboys. Yeah, and RJ, are not- I'm not trying to be insensitive. No, I'm really not. Of, of I just, course. I just put. I've been in my. I've been in the in that position, and I know that that's what the expectation. is. like Marcus Paul. It's like we. What would he want you to do? Would he want you right. to continue just to to not go out and play? So I, I think that that's the the angle I'm looking at it at. No, and I think your point, it was well taken by everybody. Um, you know, what I was saying is, it, it, you know, just looking at, at the football, this is not a good football team, which is partly why, in, in fact, is a majority of the reason why they played badly against Washington. And again, this was a team that got destroyed by Washington the last time they played them. So it was sort of fair to expect that that would be the result this time. Um, you know, it, it's... I mean, so so we're, we're sitting here Tuesday. The Philadelphia Eagles lost on Monday Night Football. The New York Giants are currently in first place in the NFC East. The Washington football team trails them. The Eagles are in third place. Uh, the Eagles, Tony, I think – I don't know that the Eagles win another game this this season, um, but and they're they're broken in a way that is much more concerning than what is happening with the Dallas Cowboys because at least the Cowboys, you know, you you envision getting Dak Prescott back. Hopefully, the Cowboys pay him whatever. Um, I don't want to get into paying Dak in that conversation, but um, this week, Tony, the NFC East, the Giants are every NFC East team's on the road. The Giants are in Seattle. Uh, the Washington football team is in Pittsburgh. That game got rescheduled to Monday afternoon because of the constant Ravens-Steelers game reshuffling. Right. Uh, the Eagles are at Lambeau Field to take on maybe the best team in the NFC in the Packers. And the Cowboys will finally play the Baltimore Ravens next Tuesday. The Cowboys and Ravens were supposed to be the first game of the week, supposed to play on Thursday. Now they're the last game. Um, I don't know that this division gets a single win this week. I, I mean, right? I mean, I was just, I was just thinking the same thing. I, uh, I guess uh, Lamar Jackson will give him time to get back out of COVID protocol, so give him an opportunity to play. So they're going to get him back. And you just mentioned the three games that these teams, other three, the other three games that the other three teams play in the division. I don't see him win. So where are we at? We're exactly where we we are this week. Because there's not going to be anybody really gaining any ground, so to speak. Uh, so you know, the Eagles, they got their own problems. And, right. And look, I, I think that it's just I mean, you can blame it on Carson Wentz, and but they got a lot of issues. But I tell you what, after watching that last night, uh, and, and and 
God, I mean, I'd hate to be in Philly. I, maybe they'll give him a little more emotional hall pass. I doubt that. Uh, but, you know, he was not good. And, look, I think uh, it, uh, also Jefferson, I mean, he had uh, his first catch was yesterday. So, I'm just right. – my point is, is that there's a lot of issues in the NFC East. But with Carson Wentz being the highest-paid quarterback, the only starting quarterback that hasn't been hurt in the NFC East, that is hard to watch, man. <laughs> so I actually I have one question on the Eagles uh just from someone that's that's you know sort of been there and done that um not that you ever played with a quarterback that bad um but in, in that situation like when somebody is playing really badly and it's really visible and the whole world is talking about it I mean you're aware of it right in the locker room like like the Eagles players are aware of what is happening you know what I'm saying? like and and I mean like I, I know Carson's their guy maybe they'll they'll fight for him they'll they'll go to battle for whatever you want to however you want to term it but they are absolutely aware of of the fact that he is very bad and to your point they have a lot of other problems but he, his his problemness is what is really, really, really holding them. Like, like, are those conversations happening, in your opinion, I guess is my question? Well, when you have someone like Jalen Hurts, where they, you saw last night, mm. they gave him some, you know, some you know, opportunity to, you know, maybe interject him in the game. And I think, I think a lot of the, the players will support Carson Wentz. But, I mean, there's just so many opportunities in the game where he should have made those throws, and guys are wide open. I don't know what he's thinking. Uh, as I mentioned, Alshon Jeffrey is his first catch of the season. And I think this starts to a lot of doubt. It uh, starts to trickle in the locker room. And um, But I, I – and that would be uh, – <laughs> I don't know what happened there. I just a picture just popped up. It looked like your your high school graduation picture, by the way. I don't know if that's kind of showing on broadcast, but anyway, uh, kept my concentration. That was that was pretty funny. He threw that in there, tried to get me off track. But uh, yeah, I, I think that man, I, I just Carson Wentz is bad. I, I I'm trying to make a case for him and give him the benefit of the doubt. The offensive line doesn't give any protection, but he holds on to the ball so long, and there's there's no receivers open. I don't know if you have that much time to throw the ball. I mean, you'd think there would be somebody open, but you know what? You know this, RJ. You're gonna get the you're gonna get the negativity. You're gonna right. get all the abuse from the media and everyone else because the quarterback's gonna have to, you know, to to be able to take that, and that's kind of comes with the territory. But uh, to answer your point. Man, I don't think. I mean, you look at their season, and look, it's a whole narrative in the National Football League like right. you just mentioned. You know, when you have when you have a division where the, the leading, you know, the the, the team that's winning the, is leading the division has four wins, and you're sitting there with three three wins or four wins, and you still have a chance. I mean, I don't know which direction you have because I think it's just been one of these unorthodox seasons. But yeah, I think a little dissension starts to, to seep in if he continues to play bad. Can't throw a football to a guy that's wide open. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. 
And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. I agree with you. I think if if the, the Carson Wentz situation was happening for any other team, it might not be as bad, but like the culture of Philadelphia adds it. And the, he, like he has, I feel for him because he has such a unique story um, with, you know, obviously how Nick falls on the Super Bowl and everything. And so like, it's, it's easy, like, like that, that is a scab, you know what I'm saying? Like us or a scar, you know? And so it's easy to pick at that scar all the time and say, you were never the reason why, and Nick Foles was the first. And what I mean, like, again, like, it's, it's a really hard, you know, psychological thing, I imagine, for him to overcome. And you're right. And he still like, got paid all the money. Right. For, like, for, for not even any resume, just the speculation that he was the dude, you know, the guy. No, and I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's, it's a fascinating situation to watch from afar. Um, and, and thankfully, the Cowboys, again, if you're going to be broken – I, I know this is maybe I'm I, I'll be honest I'm feeling a little bit merry and bright um on this Tuesday you know morning just I don't know if it's it's December it's the Christmas spirit I've been listening to some Christmas music lately um by the way but, I like your Christmas tree on the back would that be on your thank you right uh, yeah that's nice if you are watching <laughs> us on YouTube uh my wife uh my wife said look you guys are putting all the shows on YouTube I'm not gonna have you not have a Christmas tree in the background so shout out to my beautiful nice. wife nice um but um so like if if your season's going to be bad, you want it to be because you're it, everything broke and everything has broken for the Cowboys. And I mean, you know, wh- like wh- what do you say at this point? I mean, they lost their starting tackles on their first possession last week, and mm-hmm. it seems like they're going to be yeah. operating without them again. I don't know that I think the Cowboys. I, in fact, I don't think the Cowboys can beat the Baltimore Ravens. I know I. I'm curious, though, to see how competitive they look because there are going to be 12, get 12 days between games for the Cowboys, between the Washington game and the Baltimore game because of the rescheduling. And there's only going to be five days between games for the Ravens because they are playing Pittsburgh tomorrow. I don't know that that's a factor. Baltimore hasn't – I mean, Baltimore's still Baltimore, but they haven't looked like last year's version of themselves all year, really. So, I mean, because think about this, Tony. And, like, they have to get to the Baltimore game, okay? But after that, the Cowboys visit Cincinnati next Sunday, which is very winnable. Mm-hmm. After that, they host San Francisco, who did look good, to be fair, on Sunday against the Rams. After that, they host the Eagles, who are easily the worst team in the mm-hmm. division. And then they visit the Giants. I mean, so, I like, again, I know we keep having the same conversation, but, like, they, they could get to five wins or even six, and that might be enough. And that's the point, the whole – now, that's a common denominator in all this formula is that there's still hope. And all you got to do is, oh, I don't know if you caught lightning in the bottle when they played Minnesota, went on the road and all of a sudden decided that they were just going to have this great game. And I, I think that they're now I, I think that they're really doomed because they lose their best player on the team, Zach Martin. And just when you think it could go really bad, Zach Martin gets hurt. 
And so I want to I want to stop about a, a really bad week. You know, you lose your best player, I think, on the team. Well, I want to stop you right there because Jerry Jones, who you know well, I I mean, like it's it's a joke at this point. Jerry Jones went on the radio a week and a half ago and said that he thinks that Ezekiel Elliott is the best player on the team. I agree with you 100%. Zach, Mar the best player on the team hurt his calf against Washington. It is Zach Martin. It has been Zach Martin for a long time. Um, but, like, that – like that that's the thing that is also adding to the weirdness of the season is the like the weird narratives and Jerry continues like that that has to I, I imagine that Zeke appreciates the vote of confidence from Jerry right but on the other hand Jerry saying that only makes the situation worse because now everybody's saying oh are, are you kidding me Zeke is trash Zeke is washed Zeke is whatever look at Tony Pollard and Tony Pollard looked really good against Washington and Zeke continues to have a really struggle sort of a season yeah, I think that they're just really hesitant to pull that trigger as far as, you know, give Tony Pollard more reps. And and I don't – when I heard that comment, I'm like, Jerry, well, you're just trying to give him a vote of confidence and pacify the, your star running back that you paid all the money. And not only that you're – you know that that's not true. And because he's not playing like that. He's got six fumbles in the National Football League. That leads all running backs. He can't hold on to the football. He's not the, the he's not yeah he's not the player that he was last year or the year before and why you're trying to I, lie I try to well lie <laughs> just build his confidence I feel more give him more respect if he just kind of you know called guys out a little bit I mean look at this point I mean you have to look he needs to hold on to the ball I mean there's a that's a huge turnover in that game and yeah I just don't understand that uh, it, yeah it, it, you know Zach Martin to me you can see a huge difference when he's involved in the game on an offensive line. And now you take him off, take him out of the, out of the lineup. And now you have, you know, now you have another, you're shuffling the offensive line to, to try to, to fill that board. You're not going to ever do that. And now you're asking for, you're asking for the guy that you said is the best player in the team, RJ, to do more. Has he done more? No. no. Um, I mean, I, I just that's that's where I think I don't I don't think I speak for every Cowboys fan, but I think a lot of people are going to empathize with what I'm about to say. I can handle the losing. It sucks, but I can handle it, right? And I my brain can say, okay, look, Dak Prescott got hurt, Tyron Smith got hurt, Law Collins got hurt, Zach Martin got hurt, like on and on and on and on. This season has been broken basically from the jump. I can process that. What is annoying as a fan? is is this like you know this like being fed medicine like like my dog right like whenever like we have to feed medicine to my dog and we like hide it in peanut butter and he eats around it you know what i mean like he he's like too smart that he he just eats the peanut butter and he leaves the medicine there and it's it's kind of like it is funny but you know like that like we're not dumb you know what i mean like you, you can't tell us zeke's the best jalen's awesome like you can't tell us those things and that that makes the losing more frustrating it, i'm it's laughing because that's what i'm going through with my dog right now <laughs> medicine for allergies every day and have to wrap it up in a piece of chicken yeah sometimes he just eats around the chicken you know eats a chicken and, and eats around what i'm giving it to him to take care of his allergies i just i Right. And like, and, and that's, that's how football fans are. Like yeah. we live, we live in a, in a day and age where football fans are smarter than ever. And so you can't lie to them and tell them, you know, 
Zeke is the best player. Like, and I, Jalen gets lumped in this a lot. And Jalen, I thought has, I think has played better as of late. Um, however, I'm again, Jalen is a much faster human being than I am. So not trying to be the guy that's like, I could do this, but man alive. That was the slowest interception return I have ever seen in my life. And, and it was the difference. I mean, and I don't, I don't I'm not blaming Jalen for that. Like you shouldn't, you know, if you get an interception, you're not expected to return to the house. The fact that he got a turnover is impressive enough, but that, that's on the Cowboys. They got the ball at the four yard line and couldn't score a touchdown. Yeah. But, and the guy, the hustle play what was the, the, the receiver that, that ran him down. I mean, that was a tremendous play right. on this part. That was a TK, TK Metcalf play. And, and I don't have a problem with that. I think it was a great, Hey, props to Jalen. Got an interception. Guy threw it right to him and ran it back. But sure, you can't you can't get any points, cashing on any points when you get the ball at the four yard line. The the problem though there is is Kellen Moore, and and a lot of people don't want to say that, but you get the ball at the four yard line. Your first play, what do you do? You're running up the middle with Zeke because yeah. because that's who you are, right? So that's annoying. Your second play, you're trying to get way too cute and and do this CD Lamb fun trick play, whatever. Pour it and and you lose, you know, yardage. And then you right. give you get. I'm not trying to be like Andy Dalton's the best player on the team, but but right now Andy Dalton's one of the best players on the team. Andy Dalton has played really well since returning from the concussion and from COVID. And you gave Andy Dalton one shot from the 10 yard line to score. That's it. You know who should throw the football? The quarterback. That's who yeah. should throw the football. Yeah. And so, and and to that point, I love CD Lamb. I'm with Jet. I mean, you know, uh, CD's awesome, but CD's got to catch that. And and yeah. we all talk about CD as this like alpha already. He's got. I mean, respect on the awesome catch in Minnesota, but you've got to make that catch. And I know that CD knows that, and it's just unfortunate. But the the Cowboys have have outsmarted themselves and again maybe they were operating in a in a phase in a fog this past week we all understand why but like the fake punt I mean they're, they're trying to do way too much and and it ends up kind of costing them in a lot of ways they were in that game when they tried that fake punt there was no reason for that at that moment yeah I, I thought that was a really poor call but Jim Fassel I don't know that uh you know what he was was trying to accomplish at that point and you know how he got into Mike McCarthy's here and talked him into going forward. You're right. I mean, at that point in the game, you're in the game. It's, it's you don't need to do that. You know, the, you got a lot of time left, and then you're going to try to. It was poorly executed, and you got to give props to Washington. They, you know, they were ready for it. I mean, I, I mean, the expectation of them that you know them to the trickery and everything, and that just goes to back to just shows Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera is a good coach, and I think that that's what the Ron Rivera you're seeing right now in that team, and then. You know, I, I, I thought this early on, and I thought that you know, COVID and everything, but I'm not even for sure that Mike McCarthy is able to come back. I'm not for sure that there's some decision-making, whether they're bringing back, and maybe that's a little far-fetched. Maybe I'm just, you know, that's not real re realistic. But after those type of calls that you're making in the game, RJ, and, you know, you get cute and you're trying to, uh, he'll come back, but I'm not so sure because some of the plays that he's calling, it's so questionable, the timing of these plays. And, yeah, if they work, they're fine. But that call right there, and, and you're right, to, you know, C.D. Lamb, I mean, he was a hero last weekend. But right. when you got the ball, you're able to you make those plays. But certainly there was, so, there was a, two or three questionable calls in that game that I, I thought were just really foolish on their part. So um, 
people are gonna have the Mike McCarthy conversation. You're right. I mean, anytime you disappoint, that's that's natural. Um, I I agree with you. I don't think there's any. I I think it's really easy to understand. Or, or it's really easy to give Mike McCarthy a mulligan, right? Like you're playing golf with somebody and they hit a bad tee shot, but somebody like screamed in their backswing. It's like, Hey dude, just put, put another one on the tee. You know, like that wasn't your fault, whatever. Yeah. And so like somebody has been screaming in all of Mike McCarthy's backswings. Um, now I do think that we are starting to see the Jerry tour of, I don't want to call them excuses, but Jerry's already laying the groundwork. Cause he's a smart guy. You know that better than anybody. And yeah. so actually today, we're talking on Tuesday, this morning, Jerry went on 105 through the fan and he was asked if in his mind, any Cowboys coach has ever dealt with as much call it adversity uh, as Mike McCarthy has in their first year with the team. He said, yes. Do you know who he said? Mm, Jason Garrett. He said, Jimmy Johnson. He said, Jimmy Johnson, and in 1989, Cowboys, everybody knows, only won a single game. Obviously, a lot going on that year. Rookie quarterback, it, you know, some dude that just won, wound up in the Hall of Fame. No big deal. Uh, but so my point here is I'm not necessarily agreeing with Jerry, but Jerry's laying the groundwork, right? Yeah, J Jimmy had the same problems. You know what I mean? And look how that turned out. Give McCarthy time. Like, that's that's what Jerry wants people to say. Jerry wants people all over the world to be talking to their friends. You know, they're, they're doing their Cyber Monday shopping or whatever, being like, man, should we fire Mike McCarthy? And then the other person would be like, no, nah, man, think about it. Jimmy had the same sort of crap going on his rookie year or his first year with the Cowboys. And look what happened. There was a dynasty. Tony Casillas was there. It was awesome. <laughs> like, that's, that's what Jerry wants to happen here. Uh, I got to disagree about that. Eight, 1989, that's when they, they did the Herschel Walker trade, and um, and a lot of things happened. But the, the groundwork hasn't been made. They didn't have the players at the expectations that they had this year. Yeah, there's some adversity. I think COVID-19 and, you know, as we mentioned. The All the injuries. Sleep. Yeah, yeah I, I understand that. Um, but that's, to me, it's, that's comparing apples to oranges. Agreed. Because it really didn't, you know, the fruition, you know, become to fruition until – 1991 when they actually went to the playoffs. So it took a couple of years before you even got to there. There was no expectations in 1989 or 1990 that they had this year. And look, right. you take it, we stripped it down because of what happened. But so you're going to say that the, the next following year, you're going to have to probably retool your offensive line. You're going to go have to go out there. I, mean, I don't know what you do with Tyron Smith. You know, Leo Collins will be coming back, but there's going to be some decisions to be made. You may not even have Zeke, okay? And so there'll be some some players that will probably not be part of that. I don't know. But, you know, to make that comparison, I just don't. Yeah, I, I, I'm, you're I'm right. telling he's you. Trying to, he's trying to sell you about a sack of goods right now. He's, he's putting lipstick on a pig. That's all yeah. he's doing. And, I yeah. mean, and, and the pig is this season, right? This season has been broken. That's when and, you said that. I'm like, that's at least the, the comparison I would thought. Right. Like, Jimmy Johnson. I mean, again, like, and that's, I'm telling you, Jerry wants the conversation between two dudes, uh, not in a bar because it's 2020, but two dudes on playing Call of Duty chatting over PS5, if you can get one. Um, he wants the conversation to be like, man, we got to move on from McCarthy. And then for the other guy to say, no way, dude, it's just like Jimmy, give it time. But like, that's what he wants the conversation to be. And so, I mean... I, I just well, okay. Look at the look at the we'll look at Washington. What they have to work with, and yeah, granted, they're 
you know, their win-loss record is not good. But think about what they have to work with and what the Cowboys have to work with. Yeah, I mean, I think Alex Smith, you know, he's a guy, he's a hell of two, been out of football for two years. But I think Ron Rivera has been kind of the glue that's kind of changed that whole, you know, course. I mean, they're not obviously, you know, knocking down the door to the National Football League, but mm-hmm. they're competitive. They got more competitive. And I just, you know, I, I don't know. I think you can use, yeah, I, you can give them a mulligan and use it, give them excuses. But I think there's been some decision making that hasn't been on right on. And to me, that's the issue with some of these things of how you lose a game. So the difference to me uh, between, like, let's just say the Cowboys and Washington is Mm -hmm. because think think about it. Washington's won four games. Two of them are against the team that we've spent the last 15 minutes trashing, right? So, so, I mean, like, they're not a good team. Their other two wins are against Philadelphia, who we also trashed, and the Cincinnati Bengals when Joe Burrow got hurt. So, again, not a great team. However, Washington has uh, the – you know, the best asset that any team in the NFC East has right now. Nobody has a good quarterback. Nobody has a good offense. But Washington has a defensive line that can ruin your day. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and that, that's, that's what's carrying them right now. And, and that's why they are, I think, the favorites to win this whole thing. Um, and and that's, that's the problem with the Cowboys is that they don't what, – what is, what is elite on the Cowboys right now? Demarcus yeah. Lawrence is elite. That's it. But he, he can't be one man elite the entire game. It's just not possible. Yeah, there's and not so, a phase that's, that's, that's complimenting or even helping. Or, right. You know, everything is compromising what is good, and they're not even good on that phase. And that's defense, which is supposed to be one of their stronger points on their, on their team. No, I mean, it's like the Cowboys, I think we all think, have an elite receiver group, right? Certainly. Um, but the problem with that is a lot goes into that, right? Like there's a lot of time between the snap and the ball winding up in Amari Cooper's hands. And the problem with the Cowboys is that process is broken and it's broken because of the elite thing that Washington has, because their elite thing disrupts that whole process. Yeah. And so it's a great, it's a counter. It counters that attack. It's um, but is what it is. Look, Tony, we actually are going to be the pregame show next week because the Cowboys play on a Tuesday for the first time ever. Uh, so you can save your thoughts on the Baltimore Ravens uh, between, you know, now and then we'll talk about it next Tuesday. My last question for you before we get out of here today, um, who wins the NFC? If you have to put all your money on one team right now, mine's my, I'm on, I'm, I've said for a few weeks, it's Washington. I, I know New York's in first. That ain't going to last. I like Washington. I think that, as you mentioned, their defense is really good. Gives them an opportunity. I think Alex Smith, I think he's got a, you know, I think he's efficient enough that he can, you know, orchestrate an offense and a smart guy. And I think that they're, they're coach. I think Ron Revere, he's been, I mean, you talk about just adversity and things that someone's right. been through. Look at his, you know, had to battle cancer and then comes back. And I think he's done a tremendous job. I mean, defensive coordinator thinks Jack Del Rio is, is uh, you know, is a tremendous play caller. Um, I, I don't believe that Daniel Jones. I mean, he's his hamstring. I don't know if he's going to be available next couple of weeks. I've not heard about that. You got Colt McCoy, which wow, it's kind of hard to, to even think that he's still in a national football league. But yeah, I think that the Eagles are done. Giants. I don't. I don't know if they can last. I like the Redskins. I think that they can probably. What's the magic number? Six. Five. Six wins. 
It is six. That's and, the magic number. Yeah. Six wins. To, I mean, to win the NFC East. Yeah, I think that they got more of a legit shot at that. So I'm going to agree with you on that one. I'll take the I'll take the Washington Football Club. Uh well, um, that about does it. It's been quite well, 12, the week. Twelve days, two week of two week Thanksgiving vacation for the Cowboys. Man, that's a long. That's a long time. And this is my last thought on this. And again, I've never been in this situation, you know, in the NFL and everything. I know, shocker. Um, but Mike McCarthy also said in his Friday press conference after the Washington game, at the time, the game still hadn't even been rescheduled at all. It was still set for the following Thursday. But, you know, obviously it was kind of trending in that direction. He said, look, I don't know what's going to happen, but if it is rescheduled, you know, I think that we could use that time. To, to kind of I, I don't think there's any question that the Cowboys need some time just to breathe uh, because last week was was so horrible and, and it all happened in such a compressed way um, so I think that a few days off before returning to practice can, can certainly serve the Cowboys well Michael McCarthy talked a lot about mental health as well and so I think that you know hopefully um, the Cowboys are, are banding together and, and kind of getting through this with each other you mentioned it being a family uh, but it will be very interesting to watch them play on a Tuesday yeah, and again, I think, and look, I'm not, uh, I'm not, uh, not putting emphasis on how important that is. I just think that, you know, now you have you have a lot of time to prepare and process sure. and do what you need to do. Uh, but still, there's an expectation when you come back, you should be sharp and ready to go. So the worst thing that could happen is you come back and like, okay, well, they look out of sync. They look like they've taken two weeks off because that's the business aspect of this. That's the flip side of this. Okay. And look, I understand that you have to process and, you know, whatever the tragedy, what happened and everything that's gone on with the, with, you know, the last couple of weeks. Um, but now it's time to really just get back to it. And really, if it can help guys get back on the field, which I don't think it's going to help Zach Martin. I don't know how long he's, if he's out indefinitely, I haven't seen any reports on that, but if it's going to put their minds in a better place and it'll be refreshed and, make a run at maybe getting six wins. Hey, I'm all about that. It will be. They don't uh, have the Denver Bronco problem with the quarterbacks. How about that train wreck? That was, that was ridiculous. If, if Jimmy had come to you, Tony, and said, Hey TC, I need you to play quarterback on Sunday. Would you have done it? Yeah, I did. If, uh, read, read, would have renegotiated my contract. Did you ever, have you ever played quarterback at any, like from at any point, even in high school, like do, do you have a snap at quarterback, anything like that? You know what? My life is a, a glory, the glorious position. Uh, skill player was when I was a pop Warner when I weighed 105 pounds. Those days are over. So to answer your question, I think it was in fifth grade. Okay. Well, but hey. I still have, I still have a fantasy now if I play Xbox or, you know, I still have this fantasy of being a quarterback and sure, uh, that's the, you know, that's in my dreams and fantasy. Well, um, maybe one day. Uh, Tony, it was great to catch up. Uh, we'll be back next Tuesday ahead of the Cowboys-Ravens game. Everybody have yourselves a great week. We will see you next time. This was the 
more to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.